Hello and welcome to Walk with Wade. My name is Wade Sellers. This is season two, episode four, four in a row. Uh, man, this this is very enjoyable. I'm enjoying this process. I hope that you're ha- loving having a little walk and talk with me today. I'm in my apartment in New York City. It is just a beautiful day. It's really shaping up to be just absolutely gorgeous. I feel great and energized. I slept well, and I woke up today with just like coding and iPhone app development on my mind. Uh, I wake up with crazy thoughts and I was thinking about something that I just heard an update from Apple. Um, So we're just going to dive right into it. We're going to talk about iPhone app development and iPads and I'm not going to go into crazy detail and you don't need to be a developer to understand what's going on, but uh, just be genuinely interested in things like iPhone app development or you knowing someone that's an iPhone app developer, which is me, Um, because this is really cool. Uh, I have had a dream for a very long time. I've been a coder for eight years now. I went to Mobile Makers Academy when it was a two-month boot camp um, right after the military and a couple of the jobs after that. And I, uh, oh, by the way, if you hear that chime sound, that's Slack. I have a conversation going already. I don't know how to mute Slack, but not mess up my microphone. So it's not your phone. It's mine. It's it's mine. So apologies there. Just disregard. Um. I've had a dream for a long time to uh, to remove my Mac computer from my entire workflow. Not that I don't want to use it. There's times when I definitely want to use it, but I love the idea of working full-time using my iPad and my iPhone. And I have gotten it down to, and, I, and I've tried a lot. <laughs> if you follow me on social media, like last year you saw that I really tried to go iPad only. Um, I got close, but no cigar. Um, I... I have gotten it down to basically like communication apps. That's easy. Video editing. I messed with a really good uh, video editor um, app that worked just fine. I could move over to that instead of Final Cut Pro. No problem. And the one thing, the one spot that has always hit me is an app called Xcode. It is an, it's an application that Apple created that only works on Macs, only Mac computers, not the other devices they have, but just Mac computers. And it is the program you must use in order to build iPhone apps. There's kind of like no way around it. There's some little hacky ways around it, but there's no legit way around it. And that does not work on an iPad. Uh, You can use things like virtual machines, like something like uh, Microsoft uh, Remote Desktop to spin up a virtual machine on your iPad. And that virtual machine can be a Mac. And you can code on your iPad using a virtual machine, which is like a virtual representation of your Mac. Um, It's not ideal. The user experience is not super good. But in a pinch, in small amounts, it's a good thing. it's, It's doable. Well, every year... Apple comes out with uh, a big uh, conference called WWDC. It's called the Worldwide Developers Conference. And it's a week-long event that is just tremendous. It's all about development and what's new in the software and in the coding. And it's, you know, it's really routed towards developers um, so they know what's coming. Well, you know, uh, they do it in in June, like they just did it in June, beginning of June. And then the new software versions go out to everybody in the fall, right? So you get new Mac OS, you get new iOS, you get new iPad OS, the new devices are coming out right then. And that's the development cycle. So, you know, uh, developers kind of get to see what's coming a few months before they're out. And part of that WWDC is a keynote, and it is a very popular talk with Tim Cook and all the big wigs are up there and they're showing stuff. And this year they did not 
disappoint. It was an amazing event. There's so many cool new features and abilities coming for uh, all of our Apple devices. And one thing that they brought up that I don't think is getting enough no, uh, noise, news, and maybe it's just because I have this dream and maybe less people have this dream to be able to build iPhone apps directly from your iPad, is in an app called Swift Playgrounds, which is an app for your iPad that is a very beginner's uh, application for learning how to build iPhone apps. It's a very gamified thing. Apple created this. It's a very gamified application for learning how to make iPhone apps, for learning how to code in a language they've created called Swift. And uh, it's very, it's a very fun app. It looks like it's made for little kids, uh, but it goes slow and it's very animated and fun. And it does just a great job of just dipping your toe in iPhone app development. If you're someone that is curious, but the learning everything is kind of intimidating to you and you have an iPad or access to one, this is your in to just dip a toe in for free. You download the Swift Playgrounds app, you load it up and it does the rest for you, okay? You just you just step through modules and you read and you interact with it and there's little animated creatures in it and it's, it's very fun. Um, at WWDC, they showed building basic apps using Swift Playgrounds on an iPad using the new version of Swift that's called Swift UI. And it was like, oh my gosh, it's coming. And I'd always been saying, Xcode for iPad, we need Xcode for iPad. You know, all my developer friends, we I'm always like geeking out about it. I need it, I want it. I wanna be able to do all this on my iPad. And then they showed this and it was like, okay, all right, we're, we're getting there, we're getting closer. And do I believe that you can make very complex apps with like third-party frameworks and other people's code going into yours? I don't think so. But basic apps, and you can get pretty far with just what Apple offers you. You can get very far, really. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can make user interfaces like the things that you see when you open an app. And I think that you can write enough code on the backside to make the app function and you know, kind of create an engine for the app and all of that. I love this, I love this. We're going in the right direction and it really just opens my eyes to this. So one thing you should know is I help create the content curriculum and build the community for a program called Mobile Makers EDU. It's a, it's a program, it's an education program owned by a company called Uncharted Learning. I've been contracted as like a side gig with them for, man, I think we're going on, like we're gonna be going on eight years, like in the fall. Uh, I've been with them. It's one of the proudest things that I do in my professional career is I get to help create a program that teaches high school teachers how to build iOS apps. And then I've created curriculum and sample apps and lessons and you know lesson plans and videos, over 100 videos I created last year for it. And uh, we teach the teachers how to build apps. Then we give them all these tools and all these supplies and they go to their schools and they teach high school students how to build apps. It's so cool what these kids can build. And some of these kids literally get hired right out of high school. Some of these kids are doing contract work in their senior year for companies near them. Like it's a no joke program that literally gets boots on the ground and gets you into a career field at a very young age. Um, and this is a very lucrative career field. So it's if, if you have a genuine interest in it when you uh, step into this, I mean, the possibilities are absolutely there. The opportunities are abundant. There's way more projects than there are coders. And there's a ton of coders, but that just shows just how much software there is in the world. 
Well, one thing that happened when COVID happened is that all the students had to leave the schools and they started you know, going to school remotely. And this posed a very unique challenge to our program because not every school has enough MacBooks for every student. You know, They might have a Mac lab with let's say 30 MacBooks in it, but they might run seven classes through that lab. Well, you know, there's not enough computers for seven classes. There's, a, there's enough computers for one classroom that seven classes revolve through it. Well, they all went home and they were like, how do we teach iPhone app development without a Mac for every student? That was an immediate question and a very good question. Uh, so for the last year, I've been helping to, you know, last year and a half, I've been helping to solve that problem. Well, what do we do? And we use things. We have, we have tools, um, you know, we, we have we changed some teaching strategies to be able to do some things. Um, but when it comes to the hardware issues, we've had to rely on things like virtual machines. So maybe all the schools don't have enough Macs, but may, maybe they have enough Chromebooks. Well, or maybe the students have uh, uh, laptops at home. Well, you can use virtual machines um, to basically spin up an image of a Mac on like a PC, on a Chromebook, on, on all these things, on an iPad. You could spin up what looks to be a Mac computer. And then you can open up Xcode from within that virtual environment and then you can do your coding, right? This is a solution. It's not super elegant, like I was saying, it, 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 the user experience is not all the way there, but in a pinch and to solve the problem of how do you build iPhone apps without a Mac, it suffices. We, we get the job done. The learning still progresses. Well, when I start seeing this, you can code with an iPad. I know that there's a lot of schools out there that have enough iPads or Macs and iPads combined, they've got much more resources. And if they can learn how to build apps using an iPad and code, man, that opens up the door for just like more people to be able to do this. It opens up opportunities that we didn't have in this program um, that really excite me. It, man, the idea of building apps with your iPad just, oh, just, I love it. I love the idea of it so much. So this is what was on my mind this morning. I just love this topic and I, and no one's talking about, they're just talking about other features that are coming with like iOS and Mac and I get it, I get it why. It's like everybody uses those features. Only developers really care about stuff like this, but it's a big deal, I think. The last thing they did that connects to this is in Xcode, the program on Mac that you build apps with, they have, it's coming out next year, it's called Xcode Cloud. And Xcode Cloud is the ability to take apps that you're building take the code, put it up on the internet, and then teams can work together remotely on it. So you pull down a version of that code, make your changes, you push that version up to uh, you know, overwrite the version that's up in the internet, then another teammate can pull that code down, see your updates, make their updates, push the code up, and this is how we work remotely. Well, we've had this already, it's been this tool called GitHub, and we've had this already. And Xcode has allowed you to use GitHub inside of Xcode. Well, now Mac or Apple is stepping in and saying, we can do it as well. We can do it. We can make it ourselves. And what I love about this is this can start to play with the idea that whether you have an iPad or a Mac, you could work on projects collaboratively remotely. That's really, really cool. The other thing this brings to it is when you are running up your app on your Mac, you code some stuff and you hit run, your computer has to, and it's a very heavy operation, it has to compile the app, it pops up a little fake image of an iPhone or iPad on your computer screen, and the app pops up, it's called the simulator. This process is not the fastest process in the world, it's getting better, but 
Also, when you want to test out your app on all these devices before you send it to the app store, there's like how many screen sizes for like the last like six years of iPhone, iPad, Mac, iPod Touch? There's so many. Well, when you get to the point where code is sitting up in the internet and it's in Mac's world, it's in Apple's world, couldn't I hit run and let the power of Macs like data centers and servers, like not just like the hardware that's restricted to just what's inside my Mac, but I mean the server stuff, the heavy duty stuff, the data center type stuff. Couldn't the, couldn't the app open up and, and compile and run there and just show me the graphical representation of that app on my screen? It sounds like it could be almost instant at that point. Now imagine like you want to test your app on all the devices. Couldn't I just hit run on my computer and let Apple's servers like open up the app on all 20 different screens and orientations, landscape and portrait, and just basically show me like all of them all at the same time? I think it could, and I think it could do it really quickly. This very much interests me. I think it's awesome. And I'm going to cut it off here. We're at 13 minutes. Um, yeah. It's really cool. Getting getting coding into the iPad is just exciting me. So if this is something that interests you, the Swift Playgrounds is the app you can mess with on your iPad. Um, if you enjoy this and you have any replies, any thoughts or opinions on this, please email me at wade at wadesellers.com or hit me up on any of the social media sites. You guys like to do that too. And also, if you enjoy this show, feel free to uh, sponsor one with a coffee. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash wadesellers. The link is in the show notes of this episode here, this podcast. And um, I will happily grab a coffee, you know, leave a little note. I'll read you off on the podcast so everyone knows that you were the sponsor contributor. And thank you so much for listening. I love doing this. I will see you tomorrow. We're doing this every day. There's no end in sight. I enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic day. And thanks for going on a walk with me. Bye.